want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. You guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of our Next Level Loan Officers podcast. We are joined by a good friend of mine, uh, coaching client at Next Level, stud loan officer and branch manager, Matt Deluzio. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. Did, did I miss anything on that introduction to describe you? No, it was pretty good, man. Uh, amazing husband. All right. Amazing yeah. father. That's right. Um, five-star dad. Five-star so dad, far. yes. <laughs> so... Uh, Matt, had, Matt, you've been a full-time loan officer and branch manager uh, for two and a half years now. Yes. Um, you, were, you were part-time in the industry, kind of dabbling for three years before that. And your numbers are uh, something that most loan officers who have been in the industry for 10 years are still trying to figure out how to get to. And you basically turned on the switch and had it really almost from day one uh, since... Uh, when when you joined and and I'll just share a few numbers if you don't mind. Um, no, not at all. We uh, you know, Matt's in uh, in Denver, Colorado for those of you that that don't know. Um so he's, he's got some nice loan sizes, nothing too huge, but but they're pretty darn nice loan sizes from us in St. Louis, Missouri uh, comparison anyway. But uh so so in 2017, Matt, you closed 79 loans. In 2018, 135 and 2019 is going to finish somewhere in the 220 range. Um, and just for, for those of you to have, be a little bit jealous, that, that 220 is going to be about $75 million. In addition to your branch does roughly, the other loan officers that you have do roughly two times uh, that amount as well. So you guys are going to finish over 400 loans for the year. Yeah, somewhere in that range, absolutely. Yeah. Um, man, most loan officers, Matt, they don't do a hundred loans uh, once or ever. Um, you are, uh, <clears throat> you're now blowing that out of the water. And uh, what did you do before? So I, I know that you've worked with the Broncos, you worked with the Avalanche for a long time in community development. Yep. And man, it, it has to make me think that uh, those of us lifers in the mortgage business that haven't ever had another real career outside have something to learn from somebody like you who probably has a lot of systems that you've built and things that you were able to take from uh, that corporate America structure in your business. So, so tell us a little about yourself and what you're doing. Yeah, man. No, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll kind of take it back a little bit. I think, you know, um, when I was in, when I was in college, I, I, you know, first started as a computer science major and quickly fell out of that and, you know, failed out. Um, and then went into the business side and I was lucky enough to get internships in college for some sports teams locally. And I really wanted to work in sports. That was my dream. And, you know, I was able to do that and I worked, you know, in the arena football league for a couple of years and in the NHL with the avalanche for, you know, seven years. And then 
you know, worked with USA football and the NFL for a few years as well. And I was always chasing that, that sports, uh, um, life and dream. And, you know, that's what it was for a long time. I never really thought about the mortgage business, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I didn't grow up wanting to be a mortgage lender like, uh, like most of us. Right. But I, I really just fell into it because there was, um, you know, some changes in my, in my life. And, you know, I got married and my wife and I were talking about having kids and she was a teacher and I was working in sports and there's, you know, in sports, there's always a degree of uncertainty at times. Um, because, you know, teams change, uh, there's just, there's, there's a lot of turnover. Um, and so, you know, I was looking at just like, you know, what is the next phase? What's the next step going to be? And I was, I was fortunate enough to have a friend, a very good friend of mine who is a, who's now is partnered with me um, on the business side, but he brought me in and, and, you know, I talked to him about becoming a lender. Um, I was fortunate enough to be mentored by him and, and another friend of mine that, that ran a, a small brokerage and we've just grown since then. You know, in the first few years, uh, they kept trying to get me to go full time. Right? They they kept saying, "Hey, man, you got this. You know what you're doing. Like, you know, you're you're leaving a lot on the table." And it just wasn't important to me at the time, right? Because I've never really chased after dollars or anything. It's been more about trying to um, build and achieve. And I was chasing something else at the time. And you know, then I realized uh, how really you know fortunate I was and good I am at this at this job. Um, and you know, the business really demanded me to go full time. I, I mean, that's really what happened. I had to, I had to have a choice. I had to make a choice at that time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously it's, it's been the best decision I've made, but, you know, just looking back from the standpoint of sports and, and what, you know, that process and working in sports for 10 plus years taught me, um, you know, there's always an improvement, right? We're always trying to refine processes. We're always trying to improve on things, you know, and for me, especially I was always in kind of the community development and service areas. And so I just want to serve people. Right. And the financial piece works for my brain. And, you know, I'm able to, to chat with people about that in a good way. And I feel like I really advise people well. And, um, you know, that's what people will say about me. And so you know, I'm able to have built a lot of trust very quickly with um, some great referral partners. And, um, you know, again, I've been fortunate to, to be surrounded by the right people. I come in and help with some of the processes for myself and my team. And then I've been fortunate and it, then again to, to hire the right people to, uh, to come and help me grow and scale as well. Awesome. It's uh, it's weird when your part-time gig is paying you twice as much as your normal gig, and your your hands forced a little bit. Not now, it pays a little more no, than twice true. as much. I'm guessing. It was, it was, it was, yeah, probably twice as much. As, <laughs> yeah. So, um, the there's a couple things that that you said, and and the number one thing that sticks out, you know, we're everybody's concerned about Zillow and you know, some of the other lenders and people jumping into the space trying to put us out of business. But being that advisor and really cementing those relationships, because there's no phone app, there's nothing that somebody can do to build the trust that, that a human can. And so, so tell us a little bit, go, dive a little deeper on that. And I, and I know it really kind of just goes around to the systems that you've built, the, the service standards that you've put in place. And, you know, 
we can all be really great at something. And, you know, I know a lot of loan officers who they've been amazing at getting the business to the door, but then it's just a complete shit show once they get it in. And so it's like, man, I thought this person was awesome. And then, and then they find out it's not. So what have you done to dial in those systems and scale from 79 loans to 220 loans in a branch that's going to do, you know, 400 ish loans this year? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing is systems and processes, like you said, but you know, it's, it's also the people that are involved and you're hundred percent, right? Like, you know, there's plenty of people that are really good at sales, right? Really good at going out and getting loans and getting loans in the door. And to be honest with you guys, like, I don't even feel like I'm that good at sales, right? Like there's people that are way better, at me, better than me that I know personally that are way better at sales than I am right? From a, from a, like a cold standpoint or, or going out. But what ends up happening for me is, you know, a majority of my people, I just think about myself and I think about our team trying to be really sticky, right? Once people use us or once people have experience with us, they don't want to go anywhere else because they trust us, right? We establish that trust. They know that we're looking out for them. And so one of the mottos and kind of mantras that, that I live by constantly and we talk about on our team is, is play the parlay, not the payday, right? And it, it ends up being like a sports kind of terminology. I just ended up that way, but I was thinking about that at one time and, you know, um, parlay meaning, you know, it's all about the future growth, right? And so many times we chase after, and, you know, I've, I've found myself guilty of that too, is, you know, hey, just chasing after that deal to do that deal. And that's just the wrong way to look at it. Right. And, um, you know, that's what I think a lot of sales guys that are really good at sales are focused on the payday. Right. And what that's going to bring them right then instead of the processes and execution. Because if you focus on the processes and execution, then um, everything builds itself. You have more previous client referrals. You have, you know, more um, referrals that are that are constant. Right. Uh, and consistent from teams and, and realtors that you work with because, again, you've established that trust and they know that no matter what, even if it costs you money sometimes, right, in our business, the loan's going to get close, right? Because maybe something mess got messed up or, you know, there was a mistake made or something like that. You know, hey, I own it, right? Yeah. We're going to own it. And it's about serving that client well. And, um, you know, it's about the future. So that's why I say that, you know, it's always stacking on top of each other. And that's what I focus on. Well, and the other thing too, that loan officers need to understand and realize too, when, when you're building for the future and not chasing the payday, like it's so much easier to say no to things. And you've all heard this before, but you know, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So when you're chasing the loan that you shouldn't chase, when you're chasing the realtor, that's only as good as your last deal. When when you're chasing somebody who's not a true partner and not a good fit, when you don't know what your ideal client profile looks like, and that works from a borrower to a realtor to any other business partner that you have, you have to know what that profile looks like to be like, man, I know I can get five loans from this person this year, but you know what? Long-term, really, it's going to be a waste of my time because they're going to go chase something else or not be in the industry or really, man, they're just not cool people and I don't want to work with them. You say yes yep. to that kind of business, you're not focused on what's down the road, 
to, to have a partner who's going to grow from 10 loans to 20 loans to 30 loans a year in a referral relationship. Yeah, no, you, you hit it, Sean. And I think that's, you know, so, so much of the time we focus on, you know, the short term things, right. And it, that's just never been my focus. I've never, you know, focused on the immediate, um, you know, I don't even really, you know, care about volume. I mean, I, I cared about volume one time to hit one number that I thought was cool, right, for a month. But other than that, I don't really focus on volume. You know, how much volume are you doing? I mean, it, it's nice to do great volume, but it's more important to do more loans, right? Because the more loans you do, guess what? It gives you more opportunities to do more loans, right? You serve more people, more people share your, share your contact information. And, you know, that's just what happens to us. And, and then, you know, also, I mean, I get a ton of, um, referrals from realtors to other realtors. Yep. Right. I mean, the way that I meet realtors best is from realtor referrals of, of my current referral sources, you know, because they know that I am going to take care of things and I'm, and, and we, um, you know, just have that amazing trust that we've built. So it's funny. I was just talking to a loan officer yesterday, the day before and they're like, Hey, when, when I'm going and meeting realtors, like, is it okay to take a picture with them and post it on Facebook? And I'm like, why would you not do that? And they were like, well, I don't want to offend another. I was like, listen, like when, when that realtor can provide for your entire family and your retirement, and then they might have an opportunity to, to get mad. But if they were that kind of realtor doing that kind of business, they, they wouldn't care anyway. And it's, it's so funny because it's the same thing in, in our business as well, too. <clears throat> our, the single number one way for a good decade now that we meet new agents is, is from, from our old agents. And really, it's, it's really cool. And, and when you do focus on the units, we're, uh, m you know, my team does 180 to 200 units a, a year for, you know, for quite some time. We're, we're doing a few more than that this year, and we're adding another person, so... I'm coming for you next year, Matt. Um, but uh, the, um, the, the way that the, the business flows in, like you don't make cold calls anymore because yeah. when you're focusing on the units, there's a new title company, there's a new buyer's agent, there's a new listing agent, and you have these people and for these captive amounts of time that have to take your phone call and get to experience your process and you get to show them something different because the bar's just been set pretty low. And it's so, so funny. I'm, I'm sure you hear it with your loan officers too, but it's like, man, I lost that deal for a hundred bucks. I lost that deal over an eighth of a point rate. I mean, pretty much given any day in any market, somebody's a hundred bucks cheaper than you, an eighth of a point better, especially if they call after they've talked to you. And, no doubt. There's always somebody cheaper. Always, always. always. But when, you, when you build that advisor role, when you build that relationship and you take yourself off of being a commodity, then the world changes for yourself. But yep. if all you are is rate and fees, then you are a commodity. And if somebody leaves you over an eighth of a point in rate, uh, it's your fault, not theirs. Absolutely. And you know, you talked about that earlier, just with you know the changes in the marketplace that we're seeing from you know, other companies getting into it with Zillow and, um, you know, other, you know, obviously the big players quicken in those online. Um, you know, people can't replicate my expertise, right? 
Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that's worth, um, you know, every time a specific price, right? But what I'm saying is, is we're going to be competitive, right? And over time, we're going to set you up and advise you in the best way, right? And so when it comes to refinancing, I mean, I talk a lot of people how to refinancing, man, their previous clients. I'm like, just doesn't make sense for you right now. Go get a HELOC yeah. instead of pulling the cash out. You know, that's what I would do personally. And again, that's my parlay, right? So I'm going to talk somebody out of a, it just gives me this, uh, I'll give you an anecdotal story because um, this happened recently. I got a call from a guy who's a VA client. He had talked to, you know, somebody that was, you know, a low price, but he's a VA guy and wanted to do cash out. And um, so he had a 3.3% funding fee, right? And the problem with that is he's only needed like 20 grand. He only was going to take out about 20 grand. He's going to pay like 15 rolled back in the loan to take out 20. And he was all set up, ready to do it. And I asked him, you know, how long are you going to be in the house for? And he's like, you know, this is, we hate the neighborhood. We're only going to be here for like two years. Right. And I was like, man, um, I understand why you want the cash. But if you, if you take my advice, I would just go look at a HELOC first. That's, that would be beneficial for you. You're in the position to do that. And then you just pay that off instead. And you're not rolling in 15 grand that you're not going to see again. Um, Cause I just wouldn't do that. And you know, I, then I closed his brother on a refi the next month. Right. Cause he shared his information and that guy did go get a HELOC. Right. And it wasn't a deal for me, but it, that's a perfect example. What I'm talking about is, is playing the parlay. It's more about those conversations, being a resource to people and the business will come. You and I both have young children and you know, part of basically every decision that I make in my life. And it's just been interesting how, how children shape our lives, but man, it's just like, I look at my young boys and it's like, would I be good explaining how I made this decision to them? Hey, like you, we can go, I can buy you an expensive vacation because they screwed this guy alone or Hey, like this person called me and here's what we did and here's why we did this because it was better for them. And, and who do I want them to be? And that's really like the thing is like, you know, when I'm looking at myself in the mirror every day, that's the only person I need to compare myself to because that's the only person that's living my life. Yeah. And that's no doubt, man. Judged. I got two, like, you know, you know, I got two and four year old and, and they're, they're fun and crazy and, and it absolutely is one of those things that you, you want to set a good legacy and, and you want to treat people right. And I've always been like that and always been community minded, you know, anyway. And so from the advisement standpoint, you know, it's okay if, if we advise people against doing something, right. That's going to benefit us financially. Right. I mean, because then they're going to be clients like this guy's going to go buy again. Right. Yeah. And then when he comes back and, you know, if I stay in touch with them and, you know, maybe then I, I'm able to, to push that back to the realtor that originated that, that piece. Right. And that's how, I mean, that's just how I, I've, I've focused on building just organically. So hey, Matt, give our listeners and, and watchers here that uh, are with us today. What are just a couple key things that you do that you've done in your business 
that, that you really attribute success to if they were going to be like, man, there's one thing or there's two things that I need to go and do in my business today. What would you tell them? Um, so one I will plug right now is next level, right? I mean, so I, I, um, you know, join next level and, and I, whether it's next level or if it's a different coaching platform that works for you, great, but you know, be, be coached, right? Get around people, um, that are like-minded that will push you that, that you can bounce ideas off of. Um, you know, because so many times we put blinders on and we work in this business and it becomes a solo sport and that sucks. Right. You know, have have that coaching. Um, and you know, for me again, like us locally where we're at, we have just such a great team and, and culture and, and I've just been so fortunate to be around the people that have brought me into this business and mentored me. And now that I'm being able to pay that forward, I'm really enjoying that. Um, you know, the other again, just back to coaching though, like I started when I started and I said, you know, Hey, I'm going to go full time in this thing. Um, I was looking for coaching. Right. And, um, cause I recognized the need for that. And so I joined next level right at the start and, you know, it's definitely contributed to my business. Right. When I look back at some of the systems and processes, it's because, you know, similar to how, uh, you know, in the sports, in the sports world, you, you see one new play from a team one weekend and then not the next weekend, everybody's running, you know, the wildcat or something like that. You know? and, and so it becomes, you know, people are ripping playbooks from other people and, and refining it to themselves. And so what I would tell people is that's why you got to have coaching. That's why you got to be around other people because you need to see what others are doing and then make it fit you. And so like what fits me and my business, what fits you, Sean and yours, it's going to be different for somebody else, right? To be able to scale. And that's one reason why it's so hard. Um, so that's one is, is doing that. And then, you know, from the systems and processes standpoint, you know, just have a set system, you know, CRM is, is enormous. That's another thing that, you know, I ripped from, from uh, Shane, um, you know, Kidwell in our coaching group. And, you know, he was very gracious in sharing all of his Jungo stuff and, and KT you know, has a bunch of Jingo stuff and so does Kellen. And so I, I bounced a ton of stuff off of those guys to get my CRM straight. And then, you know, it's, it's the other stuff of how you're advising your clients, right? From if you use mortgage coach or MBS highway, um, either one of those is, is great. And I use both actually in different ways and, um, you know, just having those tools, but putting those tools to work in the right way. Um, that's, how, that's how I've been able to, to scale. And then the last thing, man, most important thing, is you got to get the right people because you can't do it alone. Um, you got to get the right people on your team and in the right, in the right seats, right on the bus. Well, thanks bro, man. That, those, those are kind words. I didn't realize you were uh, going to tee us up like that, but as Matt was saying, listen, we're, we're here to help you. Um, we are not the right fit for everyone, but if you are coached by somebody who is the right fit for you and you believe in, in the system and you plug in and do the work, it will be rewarding for you. You have to you invest to, in yourself. Have to. You have to. Uh, if you want to find out more uh, where Next Level is going to be at in, uh, in your neck of the woods next or to some sunny place that we're going to be at, go to loanofficerevents.com and, uh, and check us out there. Uh, you'll see, uh, I think we, we, we've got, we're going to be all across the United States in 2020 for you. Uh, Matt, 
if uh, somebody's digging your message and uh, man, they just want to reach out to you and uh, and pick your brain or, or got a question for you, what? Uh, how would they do that? Yeah, man. Uh, no, happy. I'm always happy to to connect with other originators. I enjoy conversations. So you know, best way to connect with me is either email m then Matt. M Deluzio, D-E-L-U-Z-I-O at Spire, S-P-I-R-E, financial.com. You can give me a call, 720-616-6490. Awesome. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you. For those of you listening that have not downloaded our app yet, you can text the word next level to 36260. Thank you for your time today, Matt. You're amazing. Appreciate you, and uh, y'all have a great day. Same to you, Sean. 